Welcome to the Harrington Star FinTech Diversity and Inclusion Discussions. I want to showcase the people across our industry who are advocates for change. I love to celebrate the wins, but we know that we need so much more to be done to ensure that change actually happens. In these diversity and inclusion discussions, I have a number of series. The Humans of FinTech, the Talent Surgery, the Maternity and Paternity Stories, and the longest running of them all, the Women of FinTech podcast series. I do lots of work to drive change campaigns across our industry to increase inclusion within the workplace. So please contact me for more information to see how we can partner together. You can contact me through my LinkedIn or at nadia.edwards-dashti at harringtonstar.com. In the meantime, enjoy the show. the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today we are joined by Professor Sue Black, OBE, renowned technology evangelist and social entrepreneur, and Dr. Simon Schofield, former COO of the Bank of America. They are here to talk about Tech Up Women, a training program that focuses on training individuals from underrepresented groups into tech careers. I'm really looking forward to learning more about this exciting program and discussing how we can all be getting involved. So welcome, Sue. Welcome, Simon. Hi. Hi. Thank you very much for inviting me. So, Sue, why don't you open up by telling us a bit more about Tech Up Women? Sure. Also, having been in tech for probably 25 years now, I quite often have, have heard companies saying that uh, they want to hire more women uh, into tech roles, but they can't find them or they don't apply or they do apply and they don't make it through the interview process. And at the same time, across those same 25 years, I've met so many women with potential, with so much potential who want to work in tech, but don't quite know how to get there. And so I saw um, this funding, the Institute of Coding had a, a funding round um, a couple of years ago. And the sort of things that they were asking for uh, people to submit proposals uh, for were, you know, I could just see that I could create something which would connect A to B, which could um, take those women with potential with a passion for technology and retrain them into technology roles. So I thought, here's my opportunity now to, to try and create a pathway to solve those two kind of issues that I'd been um, interested in doing something about for, for more than 20 years. Um, so Tech Up Women it was our solution to that. So it's uh, a six month, mainly online retraining program we worked with 15 industry partners and I'm at Durham University and three other universities to create a program to take cohorts of 100 women through into job roles, which were skill shortage areas in the, the, with the industry partners that we were working with. So we asked the partners which were the uh, top job roles that they wanted to employ women into in tech. And um, for our first run through, they said um, software engineer, data scientist, agile project manager, and business analyst. So that's the four roles that were the top four um, that they said were skill shortage areas. And so we created a program which took 100 women um, through over six months through a program 
starting off with kind of computer science 101 all the way through to being trained into those specific job roles. And also throughout my career, I've, I've kind of got, I guess, a bit depressed at the way that, you know, it's difficult being uh, a woman in tech and kind of finding the opportunities to help you achieve your potential. But, uh, but that's even more difficult um, for, for example, women of colour, women with disabilities, uh, women that are parents. So, you know, I really wanted to, because I was able to create a programme which would actually have women of colour in the majority. That's what we really aimed for. And we managed to just about do that. I think we had 53% women of colour on the programme. Um, and I'm very passionate about, I think because I come from a background with various uh, things related to disadvantage in my background, you know, I've really seen um, how lots of people do end up being marginalised um, and, and groups of people are marginalised. And I really wanted to do something to not only offer an opportunity to those women, but to um, kind of like showcase, send a message that you can take women from underserved backgrounds and retrain them in six months into a technology career. And we've just had some amazing successes already with the women that have been through the programme. I mean, that, that's given me shivers down my spine. It's so inspiring <laughs> that you've just gone, look, I'm going to take this problem and do something with it. And I'm, I'm a massive fan of people that look at a problem and, and just want to solve it rather than keep talking about that problem. So during that, you, you spoke um, about, about your career a bit and about your background and, and, and what, you've, what you've kind of gained over the years. It'd be good just to share a bit more about that with us, please. Sure. Um, well, so now I'm a, a professor of computer science and technology evangelist at Durham University. Uh, but kind of like going back to, to when I was a kid, I come from like an average family, I guess. Both my parents were nurses. Um, but my mum my died when I was 12 and my dad um, remarried. Um, not a great person. So, so I kind of went from living in a functional family to then my mum dying, living in a dysfunctional family, leaving home and school at 16. Um, moving away from kind of like where all my family were and um, then uh, getting married at 20, having three children by 23, because I had my daughter. And then I had twin boys uh, two years later. So three children by 23. Then unfortunately my marriage broke down. I ended up in a women's refuge at uh, 24 or 25. Um, spent six months there and then um, kind of like started life again as a single parent um, on a council estate in Brixton in London and um, was just trying to work out what to do with my life. You know, I hadn't imagined that I'd end up in that situation. And I thought, well, I'll try and get back to work. But then I realized that actually, because I'd left school at 16 with not many qualifications, I wouldn't actually be able to get a job where I'd earn enough to be able to even pay for childcare for three children. So I realized that going back to work wasn't an option. So I thought, well, why don't I try and go, go back to, to studying? I had wanted to go to university, but because of my family situation, you know, it just hadn't worked out. So I went along to the local college, which is Southwark College in London. Um, maths was always my favourite subject at school. So I was looking for a maths course um, and there was like a sort of maths access course part time. So I did that um, and then applied for university, did um, computing at Southbank University in London. And then in the final year of that, my project supervisor said to me, 
what do you think about doing a PhD? So I said, oh, I'd love to do a PhD. But what I didn't tell him was I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I didn't know what a PhD was, uh, but I just kind of like styled it out. And um, they went and looked it up afterwards um, and thought, and thought, oh, actually, yeah, I would like to do a PhD. Um, so then did a PhD. Um, then during my PhD, applied for an academic role, so became a lecturer, um, senior lecturer, principal lecturer, then head of department. Um, and you know, like several years later, now I'm a, I'm a professor at Durham. Do you know what? That was fantastic. That's a hundred percent answered the question because okay, good. <laughs> you know, like it, it really gives us a bit of background to to you and, and why you've got this sort of fire in your belly to, you know, to make a change happen. And you know, wow, you've you've seen it, you've lived it, um, and and now you're looking to change it. And I think yeah. that's that's fantastic. Um, Thank you. So, Thank you. So Simon, over to you. What about your background and how are you supporting Tech Up Women? Sure. So just like Sue, I, I sort of come from a computer science background. I, I always joke it was sort of inspired by the golden age of home computing in the 1980s. So I still look back fondly on my VIC-20s and Commodore 64s. So that's what really gave me, gave me the bug. Um, you know, after that sort of, you know, kickstart, I then went on to a you know, career in academia where I also got a PhD in computer science. But afterwards, um, I moved into industry and particularly financial services um, so for the last 20 years, I've been working in large technology departments of tier one investment banks. So organizations such as UBS and Bank of America, Merrill Lynch. Um, my role for Tech at Women is really the industrial uh, liaison partner. Um, so I look to reach out to uh, industrial partners to try and raise awareness and also raise some sponsorship towards keeping the program running. So it's quite an interesting story. I mean, how did I get involved with this? I mean, by chance, I sort of met Sue and the, the fabulous people of the Tech Up team at a conference. Uh, and I think me and Sue probably had a five, 10 minute conversation. I think, as you've seen here, she's a very inspirational character, if she doesn't mind me saying so. But what really, you know, what, what really stood out to me is when Sue puts her mind to something, it gets done. No matter how hard it is, we really get to the end of it. So those things really inspired me, along with meeting members of the Tech Up team and also some of the alumni that actually completed the course. So at that point, I think just like everybody here, you think to yourself, how can I make a difference? So it's at that point I said, yeah, can I help out? Can I, can I you know, use my network of contacts to try and raise awareness? That sounds that sounds brilliant, and I love I love that quote when Sue puts her mind to something, it gets done. <laughs> That's great. I'm gonna I'm gonna write that on this card when we post it. Um, so Simon, so far, uh, what has the feedback been like from the industry? So I think that that's really key, right? I think we try and really partner up with, you know, um, different organisations to really make a success for both sides. So obviously, look, they want to get involved because they want to make a difference to diversity. But I think there's a number of other interesting bits of feedback that we've had that I think really shine through. So one is, you know, it gives them a really great talent pool to look at. So there shouldn't be any more excuses to say, you know, I, I can't find somebody who, meet, who meets the bill, right? It's the same old faces. So this is a fresh, new, diverse set of, of you know, talent pool they can look at. But I think the other interesting points that come out is, and, and, and you know, I felt this myself through volunteering is staff in organizations really 
really like to help out in, in good causes, yeah. uh, you know, and I think it really improves the morale within an organization if they think they're doing some good. So I think, you know, by contributing, getting involved as part of this program, um, we look to provide one-on-one -on -one mentors. So I think, you know, we definitely have some good feedback that, you know, people enjoy being a mentor and, and providing some feedback to more junior people. Um, and I think, you know, we've also had great acknowledgement, you know, we've been very lucky that both in the press and a, a number of recent awards, you know, we've, we've we've received some really great recognition. So, you know, I think companies are also going to benefit from uh, you know, some of that that they see in the press. So just listening to that, um, Sue, what would you say have been the biggest wins so far? Well, there's so many, <laughs> um, you know, even so, we, so it's a six month online program. Um, and um, because it was pre COVID, we had four residentials as well. So kind of like um, beginning two in the middle and the end. And the big wins kind of happened to me as it was right from the beginning. No, the first residential, uh, we really focused on uh, building everyone's confidence in themselves and as a group and helping them to really sort of tap into their own potential and their own um, abilities, I guess. And so that was just that weekend was like a, a career highlight for me, really, because mm. to see hundred women so some were very confident already of course um but some were very very um scared i suppose basically yeah. um you know we really encouraged them to stand up in front of each other and just tell the whole group of a hundred uh, women how um you know how, how they, they'd ended up on the program you know sort of who were they so kind of introduced themselves to the group and and just doing that i think really helped everyone to connect and you know, some of the women were quite traumatised by the thought that they'd have to stand up in front of everybody and they hadn't hadn't known that in advance. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of part of the plan to get everyone a bit out of their comfort zone and also to to get everyone feeling like they were a group, you know, like really quickly and, and very supportive of each other. And I think just being part of organising something where 100 women come together, you know, and particularly women that a lot of the time haven't kind of haven't had the best um, chances in life, haven't been given the best chances in life. Um, and, you know, haven't sort of been in the spotlight with people really supporting them and caring about them and wanting them to do well and achieve their potential. It, it was just, you know, that totally was a massive career highlight for me because it's just so wonderful to be part of a group that large of women that are sort of almost actively changing, becoming more confident, sort of blossoming right in front mm. of your eyes. It was just utterly amazing. Honestly, thinking back to that just makes me want to start crying because they're just so wonderful. It was such a wonderful experience. So that kind of all the way through really, you know, every time we met up, things got better and better and better because everyone was getting to know each other and everyone was becoming more confident. And right from the beginning, you know, one, one of the participants at the first residential who came to me crying, um, kind of like in a break, saying that um, a single parent with a, with a young daughter and uh, she had, had a, a degree in computer science, but quite a while ago. And so she felt her skills were totally not up to date. And um, so she came to me saying she'd applied for several jobs and she'd not even got an interview and she just didn't know how she was going to support her daughter. You know, she was really upset. And so, you know, I chatted to her there. Um, and then I think about three or four weeks later after our residential, she started going through the course 
um, we got a message that, you know, she had several interviews uh, lined up for jobs. So she'd managed to get an interview because I think, you know, confidence is just so important. And if no one's paid you attention and helped you kind of given you that boost, it's quite hard sometimes if you're in a difficult situation to be able to manufacture that yourself out of nowhere. And so at the second residential, you know, she'd got a job already. So she'd, she hadn't finished the program, but you know, it had just helped her so much that she'd managed to get a job. And she was like a different person at the second residential. And I think it was like six or eight weeks later, um, she had a job and, you know, so that's just one of our hundred women, you know, we made a massive difference to. Um, and so, so there's highlights like that, but also, you know, one of our women, um, Benedicta Banger was on Sky News talking about her um, app that she created, um, Blackbase, which is um, an online store with only black owned businesses. So she was highlighted on Sky News and she's wow. at the moment, she's got a pop up in John Lewis in Nottingham, I think, oh, um, with, her, with her business now. I think about 30 women have got jobs and it, we finished just before COVID started. So 30 out of 100 getting jobs during COVID, I think is, is great. About yeah, well 60 or 70 have, have either got promoted, have got jobs or um, gone on to further education in technology. Um, and yeah, we had 96% um, retention on the programme. And yeah, as Simon was saying, we've recently won several awards. So we won Diversity and Inclusion Award at the Dynamite Awards uh, last week. And we also won the Digital Agendas um, Award for Skills and Training um, a few weeks ago. Uh, we got runner-up for Skills and Training in the Dynamite Awards and one of our amazing uh, Tech Up Women, Faria Usman, uh, won uh, Rising Star Award at the Dynamite Awards. So, you know, so lots of our, yeah. our women are becoming kind of like superstars in their own right, which is just, you know, I, I could keep talking about them all forever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's been life-changing for me. It really, yeah. really has. It definitely sounds it. It sounds amazing. And I, I've, I've got to say, I'm totally, totally bought in. Um, and I know that the people <laughs> listening to this will be as well. So, Simon, how do we get involved? How do we support this? How do we sign up? What do we do? Sure. So I think, you know, we've touched upon it that, you know, we're looking for partners out in industry, you know, not just for sponsorship, but, you know, particularly looking for organizations that are looking to get involved, because I think that's where they're going to get the biggest benefit. Um, we're looking very flexibly, right? We've, we've had the advantage of running our first cohort of 100 women through the program. So I think we've learned a lot of experience, but, you know, very much so we're there to tweak it based on you know our partners input so if they're looking for particular skill sets particular software skills you know we're happy to uh, to craft a course you know accordingly and i think what's very interesting we've been talking to a number of organizations and, and, and some other opportunities have, have come up so for instance some organizations are looking just to run a cohort of women just for that particular organization even though we started out with a much wider remit or secondly we're looking at organizations that are looking to further career of women as you know as, as they you know graduate through the course because I think you know what's really important is this is you know one stage in a career right so we're also very interested to see you know what women go on to do and I think you've heard from Sue some amazing stories of uh, you know successes that we've seen so far and we're you know really happy to, to hear those stories and, and see the women keep on being successful. So I think yes reach out to myself I'm predominantly on LinkedIn um, I'm sure 
Sue, as you know, was probably uh, has a big presence on Twitter. So get in touch with either of us and, you know, we're happy to start a conversation about, you know, how we can, you know, help out the diversity and inclusion within an organisation and, and how you can get involved. Yeah, great. That's great to hear. And I'll make sure that when um, I post about this conversation this week, I tag you both into it. So it's really easy for for people to be able to connect. Um, so my final question then um, to you, Sue, what is next on the horizon? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm always doing lots of different things. I mean, I'm really, really keen to, to not just run Tech Up Women again, but to scale it up across the country really, because right. this was specifically focused on the Midlands and the North. Um, but you know, there's loads of women with potential right across the country and um, lots of companies who need uh, who you know who want to have women and particularly women from diverse backgrounds uh, working for them and so you know we know how to find uh, women that are passionate about technology we know how to um, retrain them into specific technical roles and so I'm, I'm just very excited to to make not only make it happen again but to do it on a larger scale and to you know create more impact because the impact we've created already with just one run through of the program with 100 women has just been utterly incredible and that's going to continue for years you know like every week something exciting happens someone else gets a job someone um you know takes up a a, a role as you know all, just all different sorts of things um so that's uh, that's really exciting and i've got i've got various other things going on as well like i'm writing the um pelican guide to coding for penguin so hopefully that will be out well that'll be finished uh and then that'll be out next year hopefully um i'm doing all different sorts of things we could carry on for another 10 minutes <laughs> well it sounds so so exciting i've got to say i'm super inspired to hear just all those stories and the great work that you're both doing and I want to make sure that people connect with you and and take something from this conversation from from both sides the companies that want to support and really want to put their money where their mouth is when it comes to their inclusion and diversity wishes let's turn that into action um, as I said at the start I love anything that's action orientated and this is just brilliant because it's just so much evidence of how it's working um, so I, I feel yeah it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to the both of you today Day and thank you so much for joining me on an episode thank you thank you it's been a pleasure for me too thank you for having us both <laughs>